This condo hotel offers a new way to experience the Clemson family like never before. It has one, two, and three bedroom units on Lake Hartwell right across from Death Valley. You can use your condo whenever you want or rent it to other Tiger fans when you're away. You better hurry though, these condos are selling fast. Prices start in the mid-200s and financing is available. For more information, go see my friend Taj Boyd at their sales office on Tiger Boulevard next to Ruby Tuesday. No one plans a plumbing problem. Lucky for you, Roto-Rooter is there 24-7, 365, just like they have been for over 30 years. Locally owned by proud Clemson alumni, they'll handle anything. Plumbing inside or out, home or business, from sinks to disposals to septic tanks. They are the experts. Serving the upstate and western North Carolina. Call 288-7686 or online at rotorooter.com. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And we go troubles down the drain. Booking your flight to see the Tigers play this weekend? Before you leave home, make sure your ID will fly by switching to a real ID with the correct documentation at any SCDMV branch. Visit scdmvonline.com for a complete list of what's needed to purchase your real ID today and see if you're eligible to buy yours from the comfort of home. Again, that's scdmvonline.com and search Real ID. Don't delay. Buy your real ID today. The Press Box on 105.5 The Roar. Listen up. Hey, listen up. Now, back to Brad and Ben. We're about a week away from knowing uh, what this independent group that is investigating Urban Meyer at Ohio State, what the verdict is. What do they find? And there's a lot going on with this thing right now. We're going to try to get to uh, to more about what happened over the weekend concerning this case and where the investigation is. And we'll get to a little bit more football on the field as well with our special guest of the day, Dan Hope from 11warriors.com. Make sure you are keeping up with everything that's going on with this Urban Meyer situation. Give Dan a follow on Twitter at Dan underscore Hope, and go to 11warriors.com. They've been all over it. Dan, how you doing this morning? Doing well. How are you, Brad? Doing good. Good to talk to you. Um, things are a little bit different than when we talked to you <laughs> last time as this all was just starting to really unfold in a major way. Things have calmed down a little bit in terms of just the amount of news, but we're getting so much he said, she said now, back and forth. This this story has not become about what Urban knows or doesn't know. It's been now being played out in the media about what family members know and what Zach Smith knows and what happened between he and Courtney and all that. How much of that plays into the actual investigation that's going on with this independent group right now at Ohio State? Yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of thinking about it this weekend, just some of the stuff that came out over the weekend, and, and I felt like, for all the storylines that we've had over the past week, I still feel like from where we are today to where we were last Monday, we still really don't know much about the actual issues in this case and what's actually happening. In terms of what really matters in this investigation, I feel like the past week has just kind of muddied the waters where, you know, we know that Urban's under investigation. We know that, you know, there's two different sides to this story and, we still don't know exactly what happened, but in terms of some of the stuff that's come out in the media over the last few days, I'm not really sure how much of an impact any of it's going to have because the investigation, the investigators need to talk to all these people uh, themselves. They need to figure out uh, what happened, 
not by reading, you know, reports that were published on Facebook. And I also think that a lot of this investigation still really just comes down to did Urban Meyer do what he was supposed to do? And I'm not sure that we've really gotten any more clarity on that since his statement two Fridays ago. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's what it comes down to. But okay, just let's just say hypothetically, give me some scenarios. What do you think would have to happen between now and the weekend that might turn things south for Urban? What would get him uh, let go by Ohio State? What does this group need to find that he did or didn't do in order for them to have calls enough to get rid of him? Yeah, I think there would need to be some kind of proof that Urban Meyer didn't do what he was supposed to do, whether it was you know, some text messages or emails. You, know, you think back to uh, what happened with Jim Trussell. Uh, the big reason why he ultimately got fired was because he had emails on his account, uh, which proved that he knew of the violations his players committed and didn't report them. So I think it would need to be something similar to that. There needs to be some sort of proof that showed that Urban Meyer didn't do what he was supposed to do. And I, and I think absent of that, I think the momentum here has moved toward Urban Meyer ultimately keeping his job, maybe with a suspension, maybe some sort of discipline. But I do think at this point he's most likely going to keep his job unless there's some kind of proof or some other kind of evidence that comes out here in the next week that shows that he really didn't do what he was supposed to do. All right, update us. Where are we at with Zach Smith in terms of the investigation? Are they going to talk to him this week and – what exactly is he going to do? do you, I mean, he's, is he going to stick up for Urban? I mean, how do you think that's going to go? Yeah, so he's supposed to talk to investigators, I believe, either today or tomorrow. So he is he is going to talk uh, early this week. You know, I think some people were surprised that he didn't talk to him last week. But that's supposed to happen here uh, in the next couple of days. So uh, certainly that's, you know, a very important person for investigators to talk to. But my impression would certainly be that he's going to stick up for urban based on the interviews that he has done uh, with ESPN with other media outlets. Uh, I think that certainly uh, he is going to take the stance that urban did exactly what he was supposed to do uh, that, that urban uh, reported it, that urban warned him that if he ever found out that, that Zach had committed domestic violence, that he would have fired him and, uh, you know, it, I think the whole question is, of Zach is just, you know, how his story contradicts with the other side of a story and, you know, whether he's telling the truth. And that's something that investigators have to try to figure out. But I would be surprised if Zach went into this investigation uh, trying to spin things against Urban. I, I don't think that's likely to happen. Why do you think they put a 14-day timetable on this investigation? I think certainly it behooves them to finish this as quickly as possible. And I think for a couple of reasons here, for one, you have a football season coming up. So the longer this drags on, the more likely it's going to drag into the football season. It's also going to affect recruiting. So certainly I think from that perspective, you certainly want to complete this as quickly as possible. But I think the other thing, too, that you know, I was kind of thinking about this weekend was you see the stuff that comes out on Saturday and, and just some of the you know, different stories from you know, people who aren't even necessarily relevant to the investigation coming out. And the reality is every single day that this continues to drag on makes it more likely 
it's stories like those are going to come out because everyone, I mean, I have Ohio state fans every day sending me messages. What do you know? What, what do you, what do you know? And, and everybody just wants to know what's going to happen. And most of that is related to urban Meyer. So once they make a decision on urban Meyer, it's going to take some of the attention off of the other stuff. And I think that that's beneficial to Ohio state in terms of trying to move forward from whatever resolution they make here. Yeah, that's, a, <laughs> that's the thing. I, I think they're going to have to figure that part of it out. Well, okay, can you just update on what happened over the weekend? How did Tom Herman's name get drug into this thing? And does anything happen because of it? Yeah, so, you know, there's been some rumors floating around about Tom Herman and whether he was in, involved in uh, both tipping off uh, Brett McMurphy about the story and uh, whether he and his wife had uh, given money to Courtney Smith to help her pay for her legal fees. Uh, so uh, Jeff Snook, who had also published a story a couple days earlier, which he talked to Zach's mother and, and kind of presented her side of the story. He published a story on Saturday citing anonymous sources that Tom Herman was Brett McMurphy's source uh, and that they had, you know, provided financial assistance uh, to Courtney Smith. Uh, then, you know, Brett McMurphy quickly denied that Tom Herman was his source. Tom Herman quickly denied that he was Brett McMurphy's source. He did say that in 2017, his wife had provided financial assistance uh, to Courtney in a time of need, but that they had not uh, provided any further assistance since then. So, it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things that the, the, the big theory that's been out there is that, you know, I mean, Urban Meyer and Tom Herman, it kind of became obvious last fall that they're not necessarily on good terms anymore, but that relationship has fallen apart uh, since Tom left the Ohio State staff. And then there was a big uh, vicious recruiting battle really earlier this year between those two staffs over Garrett Wilson, a wide receiver from Austin, Texas, and he eventually committed to Ohio State. And the rumor kind of mentioned in Snook's story was that Herman did this to get back at Ohio State because he was upset about how that recruiting battle went. So, again, it's a lot of, a lot of people saying different things, none of which has really been confirmed. It's hard to know what to believe in something like this. But I will say, I think in terms of the investigation, I think this is pretty much irrelevant. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting uh, from a fan's perspective in terms of, you know, whether Tom Herman was involved in this in some way. But I think in terms of the investigation that Ohio State is doing on Urban Meyer, I don't think that this really has any bearing on it whatsoever. Uh, there are so many just toxic relationships involved in this this entire saga uh, between a lot of people. And, you know, you, you just the things you read, it's just unbelievable how this has taken the turn that it has. I mean, but we kind of expected it, right? I mean, when you have a story like this and you get a bunch of reporters who start digging around, you're going to find out a lot more things that unfortunately just probably aren't relevant, but are headline grabbers. They're clicks. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, it, it, in a case like this, it, it does, it, it gets people looking at different things, especially those of us in the sports media than we usually would, because, you know, a lot of times, uh, even your personal stuff, you might hear about stuff, and a lot of times you just kind of hear it and move on from it and continue focusing on football. But when something like this becomes the big national story, 
then all of a sudden every little rumor that spreads can, can become wildfire. And I think, you know, that's part of what's happened here is I think you have people on both sides of the aisle who are just kind of latching on to every little rumor that comes out and, and spreading it to kind of try to get their side out there. And, and I think that's dangerous. And I think, you know, it's, it's, it's important for all of us to be careful and, and uh, tr- not believe every single thing we read because some of this, uh, we know some of this isn't going to be true based on everything that's come out at this point. Right, absolutely. Dan Hope joining us from 11warriors.com. Go check out the website to keep up to date with all that's going on with Urban Meyer and this saga. Dan, let's just turn the page to some actual football-related topics as well before we get out of here today with you. Uh, this team, I mean, how are you covering this team without availability to players and coaches? And was that the right move by Ohio State to close the media out from, for that? Yeah, I mean, it, it's weird because, you, you know, from covering Clemson, that, you know, typically this time of year you have multiple availabilities a week. You get to see some practices. So far, the only thing we've gotten is a 15-minute viewing window in practice, and, and that's it. We haven't had to talk to any coaches or players. So it's definitely more challenging in terms of covering the football aspect of things because, you know, you're kind of – Ohio State's been posting little clips of video, and you're watching those to see if you can glean anything from them, and you, you kind of – you know, maybe hear things prove a great find, but it's kind of, you know, you're kind of still, a lot of stuff you're writing is still kind of speculative based off of the spring and based off of a past instead of what's happening right now because you're not there to cover it. But I do think that it's a decision by Ohio State that made sense in terms of you have an ongoing investigation, uh, putting coaches and players out there to be interviewed uh, by probably going to be larger groups of reporters than usual, including national reporters and people asking a lot of questions about the Urban Meyer situation. I, I totally understand why Ohio State would want to avoid that. You know, I think there's been some people in, in the media felt like they should have at least made Ryan Day available as the interim head coach, or maybe they should have made uh, Gene Smith, the athletic director, available to He's address the situation. Right, right. I mean, it's, it's yeah. It's it's uh, it's just one of those things. It's just a crazy. It's just a crazy situation that you know we haven't been able to talk to anybody about this. But from a player's perspective, I get it because I don't think that you you necessarily want uh, those young men to have to be bombarded with questions about something that they really have nothing to do with. All right, Ryan Day, you mentioned him, the interim coach right now. It does take a lot of pressure off him. What are you hearing? What do you know? How is this going, this transition? I say transition. He's probably not going to be the full-time guy because Urban's probably coming back. But how is it going with him kind of leading the charge right now in this program? Yeah, so, you know, from what I saw on on Tuesday when we were at it for a little bit, what I've heard, it, it seems like he's still focusing primarily on his duties of working with the quarterback. Uh, working with the offense, uh, which maybe tells you that they do see it as, as a temporary thing. Uh, but, you know, at least when we were there, he, he wasn't roaming around the way Urban typically would during a practice. He was still focusing on working with the quarterbacks. And I think when you have a new starting quarterback like Ohio State does, you don't really have a choice. So I think everybody's kind of taken a little piece of the pie. Uh, Mickey Marotti, who, who's the head strength coach, he's also kind of, taken on some of those responsibilities as, 
you know, kind of the head coach. So I think everybody's kind of stepping up and chipping in a little bit to keep things rolling. But I think at this point we're still early enough in fall camp that most guys are focused on personal individual development. Uh, if you get into the season where you have to actually put together game plans to prepare for opponents, hmm. then, you know, things are certainly going to change because as a head coach, uh, you certainly have to take on different responsibilities. Dan, it's been a rough offseason for the Big Ten. Things only have gotten rougher now with the news coming out of Maryland and D.J. Durkin, the head coach, on administrative leave, just like Urban Meyer is. You have stuff going on at Michigan State that's been horrible. Uh, Michigan now could be tied up in this uh, Jordan shoe scandal. There's so much going on. Does any of this black cloud stuff linger over? Is there some bad mojo on this league right now at all going into the season? Yeah, I mean, I think you've still got such a talented league between Ohio State and Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, Wisconsin. I, I think you still got five top 25 teams there. But I, I think in terms of the competitive aspect, in terms of, you know, teams competing for a playoff berth, I don't think this is really going to have a big effect on that. But, but certainly, I mean, like you said, I mean, there's, there's been a lot, of, a lot of scandals in the Big Ten over the last couple of weeks. Uh, and in recent years as well. So I, I think certainly uh, if, you're, if you're Jim Delaney, the Big Ten commissioner, uh, you're probably a little bit concerned just about the image of your league right now because of all the stuff that's been happening around it, uh, not just this past few weeks, but the past few years. I got to make some picks on Thursday. We're going to be out there at Twin Peaks. Daniel, welcome to drive down for the annual WCCPFM <laughs> kickoff show. We get people drive down all the time from all over the place. You're welcome to come by and hang out with us. All right, I have to make picks. Can you give me a scenario where the Big Ten does what the SEC did last year and gets two teams in the playoff? Give me a way that that happens. And who are those two teams? Well, I mean, it, it would really surprise me um, just because I, I, just, I just think that's going to be difficult for Big Ten to do, especially considering they didn't get a, a team. Their, their champion hasn't even been in the last two years. But I, I think the scenario for that would be where you have a situation in the Big Ten East where maybe in Ohio State, uh, probably the most likely team in this scenario, if they lose a game to a Penn State or a Michigan State and they end up finishing second in the Big Ten East, but they only have that one loss, and then Wisconsin runs the table and they win the Big Ten, I think that would open up a scenario where maybe Ohio State or whoever was a second team in that Big Ten East that they had one loss, they could potentially get in at that fourth team with Wisconsin also being in, most likely with whoever wins the SEC, and I would guess Clemson. So who's your pick? Who's your favorite to win the Big Ten and make play? I'm assuming you're putting a Big Ten team in the playoff? Yes. I mean, I've, I've had Ohio State. I, it, I, it, if Urban Meyer's not the coach, then I'm going to have to reevaluate uh, what that pick because certainly – that would be a big game changer. But I think if Urban Meyer comes back, I think Ohio State is still the most talented team in the Big Ten. I think Dwayne Haskins is going to have a big year. And I think Ohio State finds a way to win the Big Ten and make the playoff. Give me three other teams. Who else you got? Have you, have you come up with it yet? Yeah, I, I'm going to go with Alabama. I'm going to go with Clemson. And that third one, I'm, I'm going to go with Washington. I, I think that, that last spot is harder for me. I could see it being Alabama and Georgia again. Uh, I can certainly see in Oklahoma getting back there as well if Kyler Murray has a big year. 
But I'm going to save a Pac-12 gets in this year, and I think Washington's the best team in that conference. Great stuff from Dan Hope. As always, we appreciate you updating us on the Urban Meyer situation, what's going on in the Big Ten and at Ohio State. Really appreciate it. Dan Hope from 11warriors.com. Make sure you go check out that website because there's going to be a lot of news coming out on Urban here uh, in the next five or six days. Dan, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. No problem. Take care. Dan Hope from 11warriors.com. Quick break. Open phone lines. The rest of the show. Back after this. The summer clearance sale on all in-stock patio furniture is now in progress at the Craft Stove Store and Patio. Now is the perfect time to update your patio, porch, or pool and save during the summer clearance sale at Craft Stove Store and Patio. Available for immediate delivery. Buy it now and enjoy it tomorrow. It's the summer clearance sale on all in-stock patio furniture at the Craft Stove Store and Patio on Waithampton Boulevard. Craft Stove Store and Patio. It's moving day, and Tiger Moving Company is here to help. Skip the headache. Hire the professionals with the right tools for your move. Their clean-cut and reliable team pack and assemble furniture seamlessly. So all you have to do is make yourself at home. To top this all off, they even start and stop the clock at your house, charging you a flat hourly rate. No rounding up. Call today at 908-9028 or email tigermoving at gmail.com to make your next move with Tiger Moving Company. Hey, Tiger fans, this is Taj Boyd with a new way to experience the Clemson family like never before. Lakeside Lodge Clemson is a condo resort opening fall 2019 right on Lake Hartwell, just across the lake from Death Valley. It combines the best parts of owning a property on the lake with the amenities of a hotel such as housekeeping, great food, and more. Find out why I'm all in for Lakeside Lodge Clemson at lakesidelodgeclemson.com. That's lakesidelodgeclemson.com. Hi, this is Coach Dabo Sweeney. You know, when it comes to buying or servicing a vehicle, I always choose Toyota of Easley for their great selection, affordable prices, and outstanding customer service. Toyota of Easley is a family-owned business, and in all the years I've been a customer, I've always been treated like family. I encourage you to visit Toyota of Easley if you're looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle or in need of service. Toyota of Easley is all in, and their name means a great deal. It's your daughter's graduation party, but you're not sure what to serve your family and friends? Don't worry, Tom's Barbecue has your back. Tom's Barbecue serves hundreds of catered events and knows what the people want. Good food. Brock here, owner of Tom's Barbecue with my wife, Beth, and we understand the value of a great catered event. Whether it is a graduation party, wedding, company event, or birthday celebration, you name it, we can cater it. Give us a call at 864-288-2652. Tom's Barbecue at the corner of Woodruff and Garlington in Greenville. Men, are you tired of those daily blue enhancement pills that take days, weeks, or months to work if they ever work at all? Listen up. Now you can take Red, the new natural male empowerment pill that works on demand. Even your partner will notice the difference the very first time you use it. To prove Red won't disappoint like the others, you're invited to participate in our nationwide I Take Red Partner Reaction Guarantee Trial. We're seeking participants for this nationwide trial, not only to prove it works the very first time you try it. We guarantee your partner will also notice the difference. 
Forget those slow-acting blue pills and join those who proudly take red. Over 50,000 pills have already been claimed and supplies are limited. So to ensure your participation in this free nationwide trial, you must call now. Superior Virility On Demand. You only need to take red once to see what all the fuss is about. Call immediately to participate in our free nationwide trial. Call 800-506-2734. 800-506-2734. Be one of thousands to proudly say, I take red. 800-506-2734. Hey guys, if she wanted an engagement truck, you'd be all over it. Or a shotgun, or a Yeti cooler. But a diamond? Why in the world does it need to be a diamond? What does it do for anyone? Well, for her, it does quite a bit. It's a daily reminder of the fact that you see and respect the real her, that she's more to you than just another girl. It's a symbol of trust and caring, of a belief that the two of you are meant for each other. Diamonds are the chosen symbol because they last forever. It's the only thing you can give to her that she can wear every day, and it will still look as good in 50 years as it did the day you gave it to her. So if it's that time for you to show someone special how much she means to you, I'd like to invite you to Scores Jewelers and Anderson. At Scores, our goal is simply to offer guidance and expertise to help you find the right diamond and the right ring. What we won't offer is pressure. We believe strongly in taking care of people and making friends, because friends come back and we'd like to see you again. Our new building isn't quite ready yet, so you can still find us between Old Navy and Pier 1 in Anderson or online at scoresdiamondjewelers.com. I'm William Nichols, and I want to be your jeweler. The Press Box on 105.5 The Roar. Finally, someone who makes a little sense around here. Now back to Brad and Ben. Go by and see our friends at Loco Mart today. Right there on Highway 93 across from Bojangles in Clemson. This is the place to go in town. Save every dime you can. Get the rewards they have there. Save even more money. Best gas prices around. Uh, just a really good place to go. Great people. Really enjoy when you have to go in there. You're always greeted by smiling faces. People who actually want to be there doing their job. I'm not trying to just get you out of there and get out of the way. Uh, and the pumps work. There's just so many really good reasons. Easy to get in and out. Go ahead and see our friends over at the Loco Mart right here in Clemson. Uh, pick up your drinks, your snacks. It's tailgate season coming real soon. Uh, only 19 days until football. So make that your one-stop shop to pick up those last-minute things you need as you come into town for the first game on September the 1st. Thanks to Loco Mart. We appreciate them. All right, you want to get in 654-7627. 654-ROAR is the number on the Northern Communication phone lines. End of last hour, we were talking about the Clemson scrimmage that was held Saturday, and we did not get to the wide receivers, I mean, to the running backs. Yes, that's where we were headed. What do you make of, you're going to like this, what do you make of this running back controversy, Brad? (laughs) Oh, boy, here we go with controversy. Controversies are created, Ben. In case you've been under a rock, Lynn J. Dixon has taken the practices by storm, it sounds like. And it at this point, it is more than just camp hype. It sounds like the kid really can play. What do you make of this controversy? The true freshman phenom coming in, Brad. I make of it that they continue to hit on running backs. Tony Elliott just just one after another. Yeah, me too. <laughs> what what, he, what he's doing just really isn't fair to a lot of other schools as he just keeps landing these guys. I mean, they already feel like they hit on this kid. It's been a week of practice, week or so. 
and he's just reeled off huge touchdown after huge touchdown. Big play guy. Sounds like he's a big, big play potential. I have no idea where he fits in. Zero. Coach Sweeney referred to him as where Travis was this time last year, but a better pass blocker. Yeah, he said he's ahead of where Etienne was in pass protection. And, and, and it is fair to point out to Etienne that Coach Sweeney also said you know, Travis has never had never had to pass block in his career. He ran when a different offense. Here. Yeah, ran a different offense. You were never asked to do that, so that certainly explains why it took that part of of Etienne's game took a little while to develop. And and I feel like I feel like that ship has sailed now. I, that's not a an enormous concern for me with him any longer. But I don't think this changes anything for Etienne. But if you're Tavian Feaster, you're aren't you a little bit nervous about this guy coming in? Well, let me read you this quote from Dabo Sweeney. Quote, I thought all the backs ran hard. Travis Etienne made some really good runs. Tavian Feaster had a couple tough physical finishes. Adam Choice has had a really good camp. Kind of differentiated himself at 225. End quote. He's turned into a running back slash fullback. I caught that too. He's... He he's found he saw the the he's found a niche in where they might use him. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Is Adam Choice developed into the short yardage guy? Do they really have a short yardage guy last year? I guess it was Feaster. It was really it was Kelly Bryant was a short yardage guy. Yeah, that's right. You know, and before that, well, long before that, it was Taj Boyd. You know, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, you know they did use Feaster in that position in that role, but that's not really his the in his DNA. Is did it? he beef up to do that role more often, and they felt like it didn't really pay off for them, so he slimmed back down, and now Choice is the one who beefed up to be that yeah. guy. Is that kind of what we're possibly seeing? here? I think that's a really good, really good possibility. So is is he going to be more of a goal line guy? Are we going to see Choice? Could Choice get? Six touchdowns, seven touchdowns this year? Are we looking at something possible like that? I'm not going to say that he won't. That, I mean, that's that's a decent amount of scores. I think now, though, you know, you, you certainly feel good about ETN. Choice, it sounds like we know what his role is going to be for the most part. Although, I will – he had – he was very underrated in at the ends of games last year. In what he gave you. He gave you quality runs after the game was sort of out of hand a lot of times and we ignored it, but he still ran really well. Feaster, you know, it, it's put up or shut up time now for him. But now you have this new guy that, you know, you feel like you've got to find a, a bit of a role. you got to find some touches for him <laughs> where, too. Where? So I know. <laughs> are you telling me, I mean, serious question, do you think that, Feaster could fall down the depth chart and then a true freshman could actually move up and be getting carries that are supposed to go to him? Oh, I, you know, I, I don't know enough. We only know what we've been told, really, at this point about yeah. them. But I think it's worth, it's something that you really should pay, should pay attention to. And if it happens, don't let it catch you off guard. We'll know early in the season. It, it, it sounded, you know, going into uh, or throughout the summer, 
we've really had in our mind that you had a you had a two running back system or two guys to play running back and now you have like three and a half and you know that the half may be being choice in short yardage situation and this new kid that's just taking them I mean he's turning heads everywhere he goes had a 50 yard touchdown run <laughs> well here's I, and I, I want to say it was against the ones but I, I don't know that yeah. for sure but the twos are pretty good too but somebody there told me it was against the ones really yes yeah. I I'd, uh, that's what I was told about one person interesting well okay where does Lynn J Dixon fit in I mean what is what is the way they get him on the field He's going to play against Furman because everyone's going to play against Furman. Now, the question is, is he coming in in the second quarter? Or is he coming in third and fourth quarter when the game's, you know, way out of hand and they're up by five touchdowns, six touchdowns, whatever? Or is this a kid who, I mean, is, is it crazy to say he plays at Texas a and We don't know enough about him yet. No one has seen him with their own eyes enough. We're going off of what we've heard and what the coaches have told us. So it's hard to say, but if he gets in against Texas A&M on the road in week two, I, then then we're talking about a kid who there's red shirt's going to be thrown out the door. I know he gets four games, but if, if they play him on the road at A&M, he's, we'll know by week two if he's really in their plans or if he just had a great camp and he's got a long way to go. You look at that Furman game, too, to open the season, and you know I've been thinking, well, that'll be a good opportunity to showcase some wide receivers, some quarterbacks, see who can connect. But you're also going to see that from the running back position now. I mean, there's no doubt you're going to see four running backs in there and all of them getting uh, a significant number of carries, right? Are they going to throw the ball or are they going to run the ball? (laughs) You got all those receivers, man. We just talked about them. I know. What what is this offense going to do? I want to explore that more tomorrow because we're just not going to have time to get into it a great deal today but I want to look at some of the numbers that Clemson put up last year and where where can they get to this year like what's the benchmark numbers for 2018 we'll we'll pick that up tomorrow but it involves the running backs and how in the world do you figure out how to use some of these guys I just don't know I I really really don't can't wrap my head around how you're going to get Lynn J. Dixon mm-hmm. what five six touches a game Seven touches a game? That seems like it's on the table right oh, now, right? That's crazy to think. It really is. It, it's it's coming from somebody's pocket. It's coming out of somebody else's. It's not going to be – there's not there's not only one ball. There's not going to be enough plays to throw the ball as much as they say they want to throw the ball more this year and be effective with it. And get ETN's going to touch the ball more than the, what, seven or eight times he touched it last year. Bigger picture – you heard Tony Elliott talk about being balanced and wanting to be balanced at all times. Doesn't it sound like Clemson is on track to be, you know, to have the potential to be as balanced as ever before right now? I mean, you're hearing great things about fourth string running backs and great things about true freshman wide receivers. And Oh, by the way, you still have some veterans in both of those positions and a quarterback who can throw it and pass it? I I, just, I think all all signs suggest <laughs> we, there's so many there's so many weapons in the in the toy box right now to play with. 
And I think it means a lot for... If you have weapons in your toy box, then you're a bad parent, <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go to my house looking for weapons in my toy box. It's a good place to hide them if you... If- Help their text line texter ask a question, are some of the run, quarterback runs diminished? I think you're going to have to have some of those because it is, it's, it's what keeps everybody honest. But you don't have to rely on it. It, it just depends. If the defense wants to hone in on ETN or Dixon or whoever's in the backfield and take away the zone read there, if they're, if they're going to crash down on the back every time, then Kelly or Trevor, whoever's going to keep it and go for three, four yards. Every time. They're going to take that. They're not going to turn that down. You know, so it, it just depends on what the defense does because it's all predicated on, on that read. So I, that, to me, that's the answer to the question. Yeah. There, there may be defenses that give them opportunities to hand the ball off and run. I, I mean, Clemson's not getting in the eye form <laughs> if they're handing the ball off 40 times a game. Maybe not handing it off 40 times a game, but are you going to be shocked if you see them line up in an eye in short yardage? <laughs> that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, when they tried that a couple of years ago, it didn't work, but we'll see. <laughs> you, know, I, you have Kelly Bryant under center, Travis Etienne behind him, and – Adam Choice behind him, and the play goes right, and Kelly keeps it, goes left. You're not stopping that. No, you're probably not. Look, we always talk about how you read coaches in these situations. Why are they saying the things they're saying? Why are they being open about how good Lynn J. Dixon has looked in practice? And some of it, I think, is to validate recruiting because that helps the next class. But I don't think they're just selling us a bill of goods. I don't think they're just pumping this guy up for the heck of it. And the reason I, bo- I, I take them for what they're saying about him is because we've seen the reverse. Mm-hmm. Remember when Tavian Feaster came in and the coaches kept harping every single time because he was Lynn J. Dixon, he was Travis Etienne, he was the guy everybody was going to the coaches and saying, how's Feaster look today? And every time they would say, he's had some good runs, we can't get him in an extra gear. We can't get him to hit that line of scrimmage and go. We can't get him to trust his reads. We can't get him to do this, do that. It was They were more critical of him than they were propping him up. I get the exact opposite about Lynn J. Dixon because you, Coach Sweeney suggested he didn't even really know a whole lot about him. You know, Tony Elliott recruited him. Like, where do you find these guys in these small towns and bring them in and, and they, you know, I – I really feel like he's talking about him because he has to talk about him because he's been he's that standing out in practice. Yeah, I think I don't. I don't think they're trying to send any other kind of message. There's what I'm saying. They're not just trying to build these guys up and hype them up. Because we we all love the way Travis Etienne runs the ball, and now you're telling me there might be another guy on the roster who has a similar style that's going to be a year behind. You you're telling me that might be your combo of the future. Oh boy! Yeah, yeah I mean, sign me up for that. There's no problem with the future right now, <laughs> with 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 this these like these offensive weapons, these you know weapons in the toy box. Is your parenting now? <laughs> apparently, uh, we'll take a quick oh, yeah. break. That's where I keep my weapons. More, <laughs> more to come on the press box in the final segment. Back after this. Hey, Clemson football fans, this is Don Munson, the voice of the Clemson Tigers, reminding you that six-game football ticket packages are now on sale. The package includes games against Furman, Georgia Southern, Syracuse, NC State, Louisville, and Duke, and is available for only $299. This is your only way to guarantee tickets to all six of these games. 
To order, visit ClemsonTigers.com or call 1-800-CLEMSON and we'll see you in Death Valley this fall. Make your next corporate party or team building event one to remember with Local Q. Featuring a wide-ranging menu of mouth-watering, in-house smoke barbecue, signature craft cocktails, 25 rotating drafts, and hundreds of classic games to play. Local Q is the place to break the ice with co-workers, friends, and family. We'll craft you the perfect menu featuring all the Local Q favorites, whether for 50 people or 250. Local Q has the room for you. Reserve your venue today by visiting LocalQ.com. Lakeside Lodge Clemson is officially under construction. This condo hotel offers a new way to experience the Clemson family like never before. It has one, two, and three bedroom units on Lake Hartwell right across from Death Valley. You can use your condo whenever you want or rent it to other Tiger fans when you're away. You better hurry though, these condos are selling fast. Prices start in the mid-200s and financing is available. For more information, go see my friend Taj Boyd at their sales office on Tiger Boulevard next to Ruby Tuesday. It happens every time. When a hailstorm hits, there's an increase of people who want to take your money for roof repairs. Problem is, many of them are just trying to take advantage of you and don't really know what they're doing. Gillstrap Roofing has been around for decades. Trust Gillstrap Roofing to handle the repairs and deal with the insurance. Just because someone knocks on your door with a card that says they're a roofer doesn't mean they'll do quality work at a reasonable price. Call Gillstrap Roofing, 269-1232. This warm and sunny time of year should be filled with happy memories, road tripping to vacations. That is why My Garage by Essex wants you to have a happy car. Because who wants to spend their trip to the beach worrying about their car not starting or any other painful car mishaps? Not us. My Garage has a team of highly skilled mechanics with over 100 years experience who are honest, reliable, and professionally trained, which is reflected by doing the job right the first time. Don't leave your family's getaway up to chance. You all deserve to have a pain-free getaway. And while you wait for your car to be treated like the major investment it is, treat yourself to some hot coffee and free wireless anytime in our comfortable waiting room. My Garage is here for you. Come visit My Garage by Essex for all your maintenance and repair needs on Highway 93 in Clemson. Or call 633-5800. That's 633-5800. Happy motoring. The 105.5 The Roar annual NCAA college football kickoff show is Thursday, August 16th at Twin Peaks on Woodruff Road in Greenville. The whole crew will be on hand to break down the 2018 college football season from 5 until 8 at Twin Peaks. Sponsored by Engineered Sleep. For over 30 years, one family has owned and operated Roto-Rooter, helping thousands of home and business owners like you. That's what they do 24-7, 365, with a real voice to talk to when your plumbing issues become their plumbing issues. Rest easy knowing Roto-Rooter is there for you, serving the upstate and western North Carolina for over 30 years. 288-7686, rotorooter.com. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And wake no troubles down the drain. With over 8,000 certified pre-owned vehicles in their network, Henrik Honda Easley is ready to help you buy your next vehicle that will exceed your expectations. All their vehicles come with a warranty and your first maintenance included, and they even review repair orders with you to show they truly stand behind their product. Henrik Honda Easley wants you and your family to have a safe, reliable vehicle that you tell all your friends about. Check out their inventory at HenrikHondaSC.com. Again, that's HenrikHondaSC.com. You've worked hard for several years. Now you need someone to work hard for you on your retirement planning. 
Where should you invest to reach your goals? Let the independent financial advisors at Kiwi Financial Group develop a winning game plan for your future. Every client is unique and every solution is unique. It's your money and it's your future. Talk to the trusted professionals at Kiwi Financial Group in Clemson. Call today at 654-5043 or stop by the office on Pendleton Road next door to Max Driving. The press box on 105.5 The Roar. I mean, I mean, he's he's smart, and he seems to have some natural ability in athletics. I think he might be good at this. Now back to Brad and Ben. Ninety-day transformation of the body, the health. There, they want to coach you through this. They want to uh, make sure you get the kind of program that fits you. This is different and maybe it's not for everybody and they understand that because they offer a 30-day money-back guarantee. But their 90-day plan, their curriculum is unlike anything you've seen before. And so, if you're down in the dumps, if you've tried everything, nothing has worked, you're tired of taking all these medications, you're trying you're tired of trying to solve it by going to the doctor. Like don't get old, you just get sick and tired of spending your time in a doctor's waiting room. Do something different. Get healthy through the health there. It's going to work from the inside out, a cellular level. It's a different way for you to remedy some of your health issues. Type 2 diabetes symptoms, gout, sleep apnea. Quit taking so many medications. Try something different. Get with the health there. IDareGreenville.com is the website. You can fill out a free form. They'll bring in for a free out a form. They'll bring in for a free consultation. Also, give them a call 877-I-DARE-ME. That is the health there you want to get in touch with them, I would suggest doing that today. 90-day transformation, that's all it is. IDareGreenville.com. Many texts pointing out that all that I said cannot be true because Clemson is cycling out. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, you know, you say it long enough, at some point that'll be true. Maybe. Billy and Anderson ask, is Chubb and Michelle the next? Is our, our ETN and Dixon the next Chubb and Michelle? It's a little I'm not prepared start. to yeah, go that far. I mean, Tavia Feaster is still on the depth chart. I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe in the future. And it's, a, it's a kid that, admittedly, I've never, ever seen play. <laughs> That's the thing. Nobody's seen him but the coaches and the, like, 2,000 people that were at the stadium on Saturday. He may not even exist. I don't <laughs> even know. <laughs> no, I've seen him in practice. He's He wears the, the 23. Um, he looks like Andre Ellington out there and. But, yeah, he's uh, – I understand the comparison there. Um, one thing, Ben, we have not gotten to today as we've just simply run out of time, the Maryland situation, we've touched on it a little bit. What's going on with DJ Durkin? He's on administrative leave after uh, an ESPN report quoting anonymous sources, a bunch of people inside the program, uh, basically accusing Durkin and Maryland of a toxic environment, dangerous to players, of course – the sad, tragic thing is that gets lost in this entire story is the young man who died earlier this summer uh, from heat stroke. And there's a lot of questions surrounding this, and none of them are necessarily good. Uh, I, I do think we need to keep in mind the young man who passed away and why that happened. Let's worry about why that happened and not focus so much on what this toxic culture is going on at Maryland, get to the bottom because that's what you you can stop a toxic culture real easy. You fire the coach, you bring in a bunch of new people. Yeah, but how do you keep from happening what happened earlier this summer to that young man? 
Yeah, and I guess the two side, the two stories fit together in that the toxic culture is that players are so scared of the coaches that they don't want to speak out. Am I? Is that a fair summary? I mean, is that that's what I, I'm trying to figure out how not supervising properly supervising players on the field and watching their medical condition is tied to a toxic culture. Right. And that's sort of the only connection I can make there because, you know, this, you, you had the, the unfortunate situation of the player passing away, but now you have players talking about toxic culture and, and, I don't know how much they really fit together other than that. Right. I we, I don't know either, and that's what we've got to get to the bottom of. I, I will tell you this. I I don't know if it's a toxic culture or not, but it's hard for me to imagine a Division One program that is not close enough to a player when he has heat stroke symptoms not to recognize that. And I'm not a doctor, but I have seen that firsthand. And it is so obvious that when somebody's in trouble. If you're a qualified medical professional, mm-hmm. you, there's no reason why you should not understand what's going but on. But I'm not saying that. You know, I mean, we all know all those details. I'm not saying yeah. that that it can't go unnoticed. Right. I'm just shocked that it would go unnoticed. I agree. And what do we do to prevent that happening? Like, right. Do we need more medical professionals on the field? Do you need a whole team of them? Not to be involved in anything, but just watching each player as much as they can to check on their physical condition we do it during games they put people in the press box to make sure the guys aren't concussed all the time so why are they not taking some of the same precautions on the field if they were it's hard for me to believe that this would have occurred there's so much technology involved now and available that i don't know that just really surprises me that not only I, I guess it shouldn't surprise anybody that a player pa- could potentially die from a practice. Uh, unfortunately, that can happen. But from heat stroke, and I guess the the big red flag on this whole thing is that there's reports that that there was 82 minutes that passed. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, and, and that's an so you had a a long time to recognize, like. I don't know. That's that's just what surprises me about this. But the toxic culture of the uh, of the program, you know, there's a lot of kids that are giving you reason to think that that's true. But then again, there's a lot of players who go there and they come back for fourth and fifth years where they could leave the program, and they've never said anything about it. So, and there's a lot of current players supporting their head coach right now on social media. Because you're going to find disgruntled players on every team, but I don't know. I, I think I think to call it a culture, a toxic culture is, I mean that you have to be careful with that because until we know the facts, and they're going off these people they talk to, and some people may not like some other things other people they are doing, and they call it toxic. But to have pure evidence, because look, if, if it is a toxic culture, you absolutely fire. DJ Durkin. There is absolutely zero question in my mind. He goes, no, that's it. But I hope, my hope is that it is not the case. And I don't have no affiliation with Maryland whatsoever. But I hope that this was an isolated thing and that this strength coach is an isolated person. If, if he did some of the things he's been accused of doing, I hope it's just one or two or three people and it's not the entire staff. That's doing these things. I, I need proof. I need some more evidence before we really know exactly what's 
to call it a toxic culture. Here, my first thought, Brad, on this when I saw the story was, I it was flashback to the eighties. If you if you played high school football in the eighties, there was a good chance that your coach didn't let you have water until you know you did something right or you had an injury and he told you to rub some dirt on it and right. get back in there. Honestly, that was my first thought. Like you can't get away with that anymore in at any level of football nor should you. Having said that though, I don't I just don't know that that's what happened here. Right. We don't know if they were pushing the kid too far or not. We you just you have no idea. Uh, the other story that came out of this over the weekend, of course, was Will Muschamp, the South Carolina head coach, uh, made his his stance um, in support of DJ Durkin, who coached for him. Well, I I understand this is Will Muschamp sticking up for a guy. I get that. That's his boy. You want to stick? We've all stuck up for our friends. It's understandable. But he he really aired when he brought in the media. Like I just don't understand why you want to question anonymous sources in this situation until you have all the facts straightened out. I think must number one don't don't uh don't become part of a story that's so emotionally charged as something like that until you know a little more about it. But two, it, it felt to me like there was something else there was another message outside of this that Muschamp was wanting to get out. Like That's some, not the time to do it. It's not the time to do it, exactly. Because the first part of what he said in his little rant, uh, yeah, he's right. It's just don't don't go all in on a guy just because he's your friend until you, until you know. And then short, you know, it's unfortunate for Muschamp. Shortly after that, they put. Uh, they put the Maryland coach on on administrative leave. The timing was poor, yes, no question. But I, I just think that Muschamp overstepped a little bit. I just think he made a little bit of a mistake there by bringing into play uh, the media and questioning anonymous sources when you know a kid died and there was so much going. And you like he got DJ Durkin's side of the story. He said it. He said he talked to Durkin that morning, and he made Durkin the the victim yeah. in, in the way that he said it. I, there's no chance Muschamp has all the facts in front of him. If he talked to Durkin and that's it, and he read the ESPN report, of course he's going to get two different sides, but there's a lot of in-between that just he didn't have the facts to back up and to support what he was trying to say. And the other thing is he was not pressured into talking about Maryland specifically. I went back and, and watched that video again, and Phil Kornblut of, of Sports Talk, you can hear on, on here from 7 to uh, 9, coming up today, asked him, he said, you know, what's the line? How do you not cross that line to where something like what happened at Maryland takes place? So Muschamp was kind of, he wanted somebody to ask about this. Yeah, that's why I say there was something else going on. Like something else had had irritated him that he wanted to make a, he wanted to make a point and was just waiting on that opportunity. Isn't it in the realm of possibility that maybe he had a good point he needed to make and was trying to convey but that just wasn't the time and place to do it. Completely. Yeah. yeah no. I. I. Th- you're. You're spot on. And I. I think you're. I. I think that's the. The, the issue here. Um. With Muschamp and, and you know this thing. Well, it didn't make him look good. It wasn't a good look for him. Uh, I don't know if anything else happens in terms of this. He probably will never mention Durkin or the situation again to the media. I would think, and I'm sure he's gotten bukus of requests 
uh, trying to clean all that up. But we'll continue to monitor what happens in Maryland. And again, I, I hope there's not a toxic culture. I hope this some of the things that are alleged were either embellished or they didn't happen. I don't know for sure. You know, and that's the problem when you put anonymous sources on. But being a reporter, I can tell you, Ben, the years I did it, I never put anything. And not, not I'm not saying every journalist is like this, but I would not put it my name beside anonymous source for anything unless that thing was so vetted. And I knew, I knew what they were telling me that I that I, I, I could trust. And, and that's, sometimes you got to put your trust in something and sometimes it burns you. It shouldn't, it shouldn't happen very often. Uh, I hope that's not the case here. I, I just hope this whole story is not what it appears to be on the surface, but I think we need a lot more information before we really get to the, the, the crux of everything that went on and the problems that come out of this from Maryland. Still, Big Ten whew, going through a lot right now. A lot of dark clouds hanging over that league. Appreciate Dan Hope for joining us earlier today to break down Urban Meyer and the Big Ten a little bit. We're going to get into some more ACC stuff tomorrow, talk some more Clemson, and then we'll talk a little more SEC on Wednesday uh, as we get into some different things throughout the week. We're going to start breaking down some schedules a little bit here, uh, getting you ready for our kickoff show again coming up. And on Thursday at Twin Peaks, 5 to 8 p.m., make sure you got plans now to come out and see us. Go check out that new website, WCCPFM.com. Looks great. Uh, really props to, to Kelly Gramlich for kind of spearheading that, doing a great job with it. I really appreciate her efforts, and I think you will too. And, and she uh, she's getting ready to come on here with William Qualkenbush in a few minutes. Um, also let you know, Ben, we got a pretty cool announcement coming up on Saturday. We started broadcast of uh, something we did last summer we do yes yeah, saturday you can tune in at uh at from at 10 until we'll re-air the acc championship game from last year clemson versus miami just to give you a little uh little taste of what's to come get you primed for college football get you used to listening to college football on a saturday and then the following week we'll re-air the clemson versus south carolina football game and uh, that'll really get you ready for college football. And then, Brad, the next week, we'll air the Clemson oh. versus Furman football game oh. live. Yeah. Well, how about that? 19 days away, under 20 days now to the start of the college football season. Um, we'll talk some NFL, too. We need a lot of NFL.